I am unashamed. What about you? Well, it's 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 interesting, Jace, because as of yesterday, our our uh, ministry lives have changed. I mean, you you and Missy have been already doing worship at church. Trent, uh, our guy who's been our uh, lead pastor for the last few years and uh, preacher is is leaving, so I'm going to step back in, uh, yeah, do a little preaching. I'm I'm a uh, I will be a Paul. Paul, Paul, like feel like preacher because I I'm not charging the church any money, which is a lot of you know freedom what? For that's me. the best place to be. So we're as all long, volunteers now. As long as you can keep eating, because <laughs> well, I then, told them, as long as we keep you know that's why we got to keep making some money. Well, then somewhere. they can't fire you because they never really hired you. I, I like that. Yeah, it's, it's the Kramer you know Kramer on Seinfeld. He was working at, for a corporation, but they never hired him. So then they were like, they had to fire him. They said, "Well, we, you never really hired me." So I, I kind of like that perfect yeah. situation. Leave on your own. Saturday, I had uh, I got a text from a friend of ours, and they were like, "There's a baby born at St. Francis has cleft lip and palate." Mm. So and Missy's out of town. She's visiting her grandmother, and Mia has an appointment, which is every six weeks you know of her life she's meets with the doctors today so she's out of town so i was like i didn't even text missy because i thought i know what she's gonna say she's like you're up babe (laughs) so i went up there and you know it's weird when you don't know the people because you have no idea i mean i had the room number but and so when i finally got got in there with security at, at our local hospital Yes, yeah. amazing. I, and you when, know why? Why? Because about two years ago, some fool went up there and kidnapped a baby. Oh, oh yeah. They, so ever since then, I mean, it's like lot, which is probably good, but but it is a pain to get in it now. If you well, don't look, have your, I walked in there. Do you have your license and all? That? I don't have my license. I don't have a wallet. <laughs> look, there there's a line here, and I'm oh, looking yeah. around like. First of all, I tried to get in the side entrance because no, I no. know that a hospital like the back of my hand. Like, no, you can't enter here. So I walk in, and I see people getting their IDs. It was like kind of like an airport yeah. kind of thing. And I was like, just to get in the hospital. And then so just I, to say without, you know, just slamming anybody, but, I mean, the, use the guys that they've hired, the security guy, this isn't, you know, this isn't SWAT level. Oh, no. I mean, what I'm saying is these guys are moving like molasses in the winter. You well, know, there was it, construction all around the hospital. I parked. I kid you not, almost a mile away. And so I'm like, I'm not even sure I have my wallet in my truck anyway. So I tried to go the Duck Dynasty. When I stepped up, I said, has anybody ever seen Duck Dynasty? And this African-American girl, she said, oh, yeah, I love that show. You know, I said, this is my ID. This is all I got. And she's like, no, which just, one are you? You just owned it. You're just like, well, hey, I mean, because I, I don't, I didn't want to say I, I don't have my ID <laughs> because the guy in front of me, he didn't have his ID, and they said, good luck, have a nice day. So I thought, oh, gulp. <laughs> and so she, you said, were just short of going Ron Burgundy and said, hey, I'm kind of a big deal, you know? I mean, just, come on. I mean, I wasn't thinking that. I was just thinking, I don't have my wallet. I don't have my ID. I'm trying to do something good. I bet I, Ricky, the security guy, was really loving well, your Well, I pulled stick. a K. I said, look, I'm up here. I'm trying to visit a family that just had a baby that has a condition. I'm trying to encourage them. 
and I don't have my ID. And she said, you, you're Jace, huh? I said, yep, all right, you have seen the show. And, so, and you have to have a name tag. Oh, yeah. So she wrote it, and she misspelled my name. Oh, so it was a woman that was processing. Well, no, but she she was the only one that recognized me. And so look, so I was fixed to say my name is, and he said, no, no, she has to come up with it. And I thought, well, this has gotten weird. <laughs> So, I'm so like, now you're having it, this little test of it's knowledge. Because that guy, he didn't watch Doug Dynasty and he didn't care. And then she oh misspelled my, my name, but I'm like, do I correct that? <laughs> but She put J A C. J A C. Yeah, I've seen I that thought, before. You know what? I'm keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> and look, they still didn't trust me. They well, He turned around to another guy. Did you guy. have face paint on like you do today? I mean, I look exactly. <laughs> Like I you look, look like right the now. guy in the commercial that wears the mask all the time that's the yeah. you know inner thief guy. So I go up to the hospital room once I made it through all that. And <laughs> I can't believe they let you. I yeah. walk in, and uh, this little baby, beautiful little girl, but she had, when I saw her, I mean, she looked a lot like when Mia was born, but a little, little worse, I guess. And uh, she was a bilateral cleft lip and palate, which was both sides. Yep. And the couple, the mom was sitting up in the bed, and the dad had a Saints jersey on, which I thought, okay. And they both had smiles on their faces, and one of their friends was holding their daughter, which I was kind of surprised because looking at her condition, I was like, I can't believe she's not hooked up to something because she, she looked you know, she looked like this is going to be a tough road. And... uh so I started telling them who I was, and they were, oh, yeah, we know, and don't, you know, thanks for coming up here. But they were as happy and as positive and as pleasant about, and, and the their baby had been born 24 hours. And they had a team. They were going to go to the Shriners uh, Hospital, and they had done the research, and they were prepared. And every time I said, well, you know, this is going to be a tough road, but it's okay, they would come back with, we're just, you know, glad that God, you know, blessed us with a, you know, a, that she has no other conditions. And hmm. I mean, it was just pot. Everything was positive. Yeah, we know. And, but they said there was one look, which is unusual with a baby that was born with this severe cleft lip and palate. There was one little bitty strip on the middle of the roof of her mouth, which doesn't seem that significant, but that one little strip allowed her to eat without a fake like mia we had to make a you know mold yeah, a, right. first we just had to cram the food down there with you know with a syringe which was awful but she you know she was able to eat on her own with just that one little strip hmm. and her, the mom's like we're just so thankful for that one little strip wow. so i typical you know deal i i didn't really want to go up there i was nervous about it because i hadn't met them and then when i got up there i was way more encouraged yeah. by their faith and their outlook on this and so get this i get to the end of the conversation and uh did she, they know who you she, were they knew who i was but look but they didn't mention this till the end they said well we met with missy and i was like oh you met with my wife <laughs> i was thinking well she's out of town she's like no she heard uh we had done an ultrasound and somehow another you know we knew that she had some form of a cleft lip and palate and your wife uh, came and saw us, and I didn't even know she had done that. So, uh, <laughs> so then I called Miss. I was like, "Hey, remember that time that couple, you know?" But she's like, "Babe, I see a lot of couples." But I thought that was really good that both of us, yeah, 
you were ministering to this family and neither one of you knew neither one of us knew it yeah that's awesome and so uh i and she's like oh they're they're really prepared but i'm so glad you did that she was you know it made missy feel good what's amazing is jace is that because i remember when missy had the first ultrasound where she saw mia lisa just happened to be with her that day not knowing she just went with her and uh I just remember how hard that day is because that is even harder in a sense because then yeah. you know, you know, like what you're facing, you know. And that's, yeah, you never want to hear uh-oh in an ultrasound, right. which is basically, you know, what we heard. But I only, I only tell you that just to say that I think when God gives you issues and challenges and problems, the best thing you can do is eventually turn that around from you know pours me to you know the why, why did this happen to me? yeah we went through three months of that and then we said okay why not what are we going to do about it you know and we we took that from john nine instead of asking you know why yeah. we were like well what are we going to do about it to glorify god but the best thing you can do is eventually turn that around and help other people right. and just me being there saying here's my email if you have any questions because you're going to have them because most people don't realize this is a something that's not correctable it's managed especially with a condition as severe as she had so for the next 18 years of her life number one she's gonna have a doctor's visit every six weeks she'll have numerous surgeries and it's little stuff like what do you do when you're you know, kids out of school for three months, you know, it, it, you, you know, just finding creative ways to pass the time. And well, plus the, like you said, the eating, I just remember through the years, there've been different struggles about that just because of the way it is in her mouth and me, right. I'm talking about. So, I mean, that's, we, you we guys have dealt with that. a lot of stuff. So we've got, uh, our good friends at black rifle coffee company, which is a, new company you see it has 2014 yeah. but these guys make some really good coffee I no mean, doubt we love it you know i would not say it was if it wasn't i mean i i feel kind of like a weapon when i drink it which i guess <laughs> i've got the one connection. of these uh, coffee makers i go five dips they're kind of mounded up one two three four five right. over in there it fills up the tray that holds your coffee right. grounds put you at the Dang of water in it, not quite a full a canister of water. Let well, I can save it. you some time here. Don't this, don't do the five. Just take the bag. You want to talk about black rifle? This is black. <laughs> I do the same thing, but look, I just dump the bag as yeah. far as possible. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. makes it work. So, so anyway, this company uh, we love them. They're veteran owned. Uh, they make this premium small batch coffee. I even like their languaging because. Where somebody else would talk about, you know, they call theirs coffee rounds, like the little cups, you know, where you people do the really? where yeah, they put, yeah, coffee rounds, yeah. So everything is about weaponry and, you know, yeah. taking out terrorists. Yeah. That's like the names of them. Uh, we found out last time what murdered out, which is one we really like. What that meant, you know, Willie had to explain that to us. So anyway, we love these guys. So they call it Freedom Fill Coffee. So you want to join up, uh, go to their website. It's Black Rifle Coffee Club. Uh, that way you get it like we do. It just comes every month. So wake up to America's coffee, blackriflecoffee.com slash fill. So you want to use that slash fill. Um, that way you're going to be able to get a discount of 20% off on your first order uh, of anything, Sweet. including the club. So it's a good deal. Uh, they're great guys. We love their messaging. 
And I mean, they know what they're talking about, and they make good coffee. Great coffee. Check it out. BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Phil. Check them out. So tell the audience, just because there's a lot of people that have followed me a story in the family for years, and we've been off the air for so long now, kind of where she's at, yeah. how old she is, what she, you know, how well, she's... Well, she's 16 now. She's had at least 11, 10 or 11 major surgeries and a lot of other procedures, and... uh it's it's something that she just had a surgery on her ears, uh, believe it or not, because you know your ear, nose, and throat are all connected, and that was kind of a crazy thing. Her one of her ears started bleeding, and first, you know, you think it's an ear infection, and after a while, it was something that came from her condition, you know. Hmm. So they had to go in there and and do surgery on that. But she only has one major surgery left that we know of because when they stop growing that's when they pretty much go with everything the last setup right yeah basically and they may have to move her jaw uh once again which is pretty much the roughest part of all this and the problem is is because when you grow since it wasn't formed exactly you know where it could grow properly that every time you start growing other pieces of your body are out running the parts that was originally had the scar you know the scar tissue it just doesn't grow right is my point so anything that affects your breathing your talking or your eating they go in there and say we we need to correct this but she's doing really good i mean now she's uh the last surgery she had they were going to give her the you know goofy juice or whatever and we have a new the doctor that we had that lead doctor she has a few doctors on her team but we have a new one and when he came in there he said are you nervous and she went no (laughs) and he said oh boy you're (laughs) you're a pro at this (laughs) and she's like just do what you gotta do and uh, so then they were like well we'll give you this goofy juice so you can you know um, that stuff works instantly it's i don't know what's in there but in seven or eight seconds she's like "Woo!" but she's like no she said i you know, I want to save that for for the end. I like she. I guess she got that from you. You know, she's like just right before you put me under, give it to me. I don't like how it makes me feel. You know, but most kids want it because they don't want to be nervous rolling away from their parents. Right, they're scared. She's like, look, I'm good. Do what you got to do. Just have it ready there right before y'all y'all start. Well, I just remember all the years because you think about it, it's a whole her whole life, like you said. I mean, us being going to some those major surgeries, and of course she was so tiny at first, and it was just so hard to for me for us to like, you know, watch her wheel away. It's this little, you know, your little child here, and then just but watching her response to it through the years, like you said, to me it's been a huge encouragement to even our family and me personally because I'm yeah. like this this is a superwoman here. You know what I'm saying? Like. She just goes in there and it's like, yeah, we just have all this crap done in your, you know. No, I don't even notice that she's had any work done. It's amazing. She sings, you know. I mean, it's amazing. She's up there playing the piano at the Christmas Eve service. She was awesome. What can happen? You know, we help through our charity with the Miamoo, org. if you want to look into it. Yeah, that's right. We had one kid. uh, He's had 200 surgeries. Oh, my goodness. He's about 17. And one of the most positive fun people i've ever been around in my life i mean it's amazing the character because they mature yeah more because of all the suffering which comes back to romans 5 which is kind of our theme verse for our charity you know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope 
and so it's really uh it's really encouraging i mean look it's a rough it's a rough journey that you have to go through and uh and it's an expensive journey but you know when you every once in a while you meet people like that i'm out, i'm telling you there was not a doubt in my mind they just were bulldogs about it and uh, I, I just sense no anxiety whatsoever. It was really encouraging. Well, I love. So I wanted to share that. I love that what you and Missy do with Miamu, because like you said, I mean, we had the blessing of the show came along, and so you guys were able to not have to worry about how expensive it is and everything you have to set up. Because even with good insurance or whatever, there's a lot of money. About you're talking about all these surgeries. And we know healthcare. Yeah, and we yet, don't so really you, we so, don't really pay anything. We just give them a little hope because it. That money's going into a right. black hole. Even if, and people say, well, don't they have insurance? But you don't understand. If you just think every six weeks you have some sort of procedure, no matter how much, you can have all the insurance in the world. At some point, this is fixed to get expensive. Exactly. Just even traveling and eating out. And, you well, know. and plus you want the best, you know. So you're, you, if you don't have any money, it's tough. So you guys help the gap with other families, which is yeah. amazing. I mean, y'all have helped a lot of families. We just try to network them. I mean, <laughs> like this couple, they're not part of our charity. or what. And Missy tried to kind of get them involved, and they're like, we're good. But even said that when the baby's born, because you never know the severity of it till they're born, I felt like. Cause I've been, I've also gone to hospital rooms when, when I walked in, everybody was crying. I mean, it was just yeah. devastating. So those, you seem like you have a little more impact. And the first time I ever did one, I was nervous about going in there. When I walked in and there was, I would say 30 people in the waiting room and they had, uh, their son who had just been born. He was hooked up to wires and he looked really rough. And, uh, they all looked at me and it was just kind of a moment here and I, I was like all right look y'all don't know who i am but i have a daughter she was born and looked a lot like your son and all i'm gonna say is it's gonna be okay and i had some pictures you know well after i said that within i would say five minutes everybody was talking they were asking questions mm-hmm. the whole mood changed, you know and it's kind of like they needed that just to yeah process and move on right you know? which is important you know yep we um we had similar with animals born premature and i remember we were so young you know we just i, I said we were too stupid to be scared but we just had full faith that she'd be fine and she was i mean she survived she had surgery yeah. she she weighed less than two pounds and now she's had three of my grandkids that were all 10 pound whoppers she gave me my great grandchildren. That's exactly and you right. Put, you put your wedding ring all the way up her arm. Yeah, to her actually, shoulder. actually, it was not mine, which is a ten. It was a, it was Lisa's. It was a seven, which you know, even smaller. Just think about a that. size seven ring went up on her shoulder. That's how tiny she looked like a little skint squirrel. Yep. You could hold her just like this, you know, which was incredible. But you know, you know what just hit me when she I was one of the most little hard working women I've ever seen. Oh, she's life. something now. She's, she's, she's old now. She is thirty three. She'll be thirty four in a couple of months. But she's worked for Duck Commander since she was about fifteen. You know, she loved it, and yep. she still does. And, and she takes care of mom. You, you know, could have never told that she was like that when no. she was born. But you know, yeah. even to this day, you can tell when she wears a swimsuit because you know she was so tiny. You imagine she's this big. Well, they had to operate on her, so they'd go in there and tie off, you know, a duct in her heart. Well, the doctor who was Iranian, he had only been here a little while. He was the he was the personal physician of the Shah of Iran, hmm. and hmm. so he got out. You remember all the trouble we had with Iran back in around oh, yeah. eighty? He got out of that and winds up in Monroe, 
and he's a specialist on hearts That's and especially crazy. pediatric. I mean, it was like it was just like he landed right where we needed. Yeah. So he tells me that what he's going to tie off. You know, I'm 20 years old. Is the size of a cat hair. Once, if you went in and plucked a hair out of a cat, that was the size of what he was working on. Woo. So oh, that's incredible. So he so they cut her. They had to. They lifted up. They didn't want to have to crack her little rib cage. So they cut her all the way around from stern all the way around, and they just lifted it up. And then he goes in there, ties that off, and then sews her back up. So, but she's as she grew as a little girl and then a woman, the scar was always there. It still is, but it's it's halfway around her body. So at the time it was happened, the scar was that big. Of course, now she's a grown woman, so it goes all the way around. So she wears a swimsuit. I can always, you know, she wears, you can see it, and it's like it's that reminder of, you know, what happened when she was, you know, a few weeks old, which is incredible. I mean, uh, tell she you. lived to tell about it. She did. It's amazing. And it's really healthy. I mean, she had I was telling that story about that the first time I did that. Well, that, here we are 15 years later, I guess, and that son and his mom, they spoke at our last charity that we did oh, in yeah. October. Yeah, he was he he got up and spoke. It was short, sweet, and to the point, but it was it was awesome. And the mom was crying, and she she got down because we're trying to raise money. At right. That thing. She's like, "I'm so sorry, I cried." I was like, "Oh no, that was awesome." <laughs> <laughs> I said, if that didn't loosen the wallet, <laughs> that's right. But it's more just them being so positive. I mean, you go through all these surgeries, and here she is, you know having to do it as a single parent yeah i mean that's that's rough you know for years we did at least i did just what you and missy are doing we haven't done it in several years now obviously that was we're down 30 something years ago but the first 10 years they would call us and when somebody would have a mm -hmm. baby in the NICU and we would go up and talk to them just like you did just to say hey you know you can get through this you can yeah, make it's it important you know? i think it, it, it is, is. And, and most of the medical personnel at the hospitals, they, they they're unfamiliar with this condition. I mean, they have a little sheet that's handed out, yeah. which is. But all kids are different, and all conditions are different. So I told them that yesterday, and they said, "Yeah." They started reading off that sheet, and we were kind of shaking our head. I was like, "Well, good for you," you know, <laughs> because they don't really know. And so, you know, they were they thought it wasn't going to be real bad, but that's most people would have just said oh it'll be okay but these parents didn't do that they they prepared for the worst well plus you know when you're around healthcare professionals like you said before dad you're right they they view your body they learned it like a they're a mechanic working on a car you know so grab me a wrench and let me go and pull this yeah. we we look at it like that's our kid or that's our dad so everybody's like, uh, but they just they're grabbing you know and, oh, yeah. and so with nan they would she would just turn blue you know cuz she would quit breathing they just thump her on the foot you know right, wake up you know nanner oh. and that we were just you know we're freaking out it's your kid you know that's you know oh but. the first procedure that we had 11 days she was 11 days old and they went in there and they said we got to make a temporary mold for a, a temporary palate and we gotta put this packing in her mouth and make a mold so i was like okay oh they just grabbed it and started shoving it in her mouth she's 11 days old <laughs> There was a rage that came over me, and I, I was started visualizing hitting the guy between that because it was an older fellow, and he was like, it was like he just couldn't get it in there, you know. And, he, and Missy looked at me and she said, "You need to get out of here," because I was just like, I "You fixed the, you fixed the hit that guy." I fixed to hit him right between the eyes, <laughs> and so I walked out, and I took a couple deep breaths, and I thought, "Don't hurt anybody." 
and I walked back in and he said he was pulling it out and he's like, man, that didn't take, I got to do it again. And I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I just, but it was like what you said. I mean, I felt like he wasn't being gentle enough, right. but I mean, they he's trying to do a job right. and she's choking and, I mean, I just lost it. I, I, it was probably the most violent I've ever felt. And then I was like, "What? My whole world has changed here." That'd have been bad if you just slugged the doctor right off the bat. So let us on Unashamed Podcast be the first to wish happy new hair to all you guys who discovered keeps. We've been talking about it quite a bit on the podcast. So happy yeah, new happy hair. new hair. That's what we're saying, Dice. We're just so excited about people that have. Keeps. Yeah. People that have kept their hair. By the way, 66% of men who have used Keeps have grown hair. So two-thirds of them. I thought about Keeps the other day. I was frying fish, and I looked down, and there was a hair after I had fried the fish. And I saw it, and I went, man. You know, because you don't like seeing a hair in your food. Not at but all. But then I thought, but at least I have hair to get on the food. You Pretty- see what I'm yeah, was, yeah. I still don't want hair on my face. <laughs> well, <okay>. even, <laughs> look, I guess that would that be, wasn't my point. I'll wear I, one of these. You I can wear it. one of those top hats like you got. I wear some type of head well, gear. I did too, but I, I had yeah. I had one escape, which is the whole reason for this product. That's right. So yeah. so you'll have more hair in your food, but you'll have hair. So that's a good. We don't point. like that's, hair in the food, but if it's your hair, why does that not offend you? I don't know. You're right. Not really a big deal. It doesn't matter. But if your hair's in my food, I don't like it. Yeah. But if your hair's in your food, you say, ah, no problem. You just yeah. toss it aside and eat your food. Yeah. So we agree losing hair stinks. We don't want to do that. So here's what you do. Keeps.com slash door. You go there. They're basically going to give you their generic versions because there's a, some uh, hormones that you take. Uh, there's a medical connection that you have to make as well. So we want you to sign up, have a happy new hair. That's that's my deal, you know. Um, go to keeps.com slash door. You get your first order keeps uh, for 50% off. 50, that's half off uh, just by going and checking it out. So keeps.com slash door. Keep your hair, and you'll have an occasional hair in the food, but that's all right. Yeah. You'll have hair. Wouldn't it be happy new hairs? Is that the plural, or is it just? Well, you wouldn't say "Happy New Year" for me. So, "Happy New Hair." Yeah, you got to work on this, though. Well, so we're we're, we've made it to the Book of John, and I guess as what we've been talking about as the lead-in, it's you know the whole book is an eyewitness account about Jesus, about what he means. And you mentioned John nine a minute ago, which we'll get there eventually. What I love about the idea, and you describing the guy is there is something powerful about somebody telling you an experience, you know, mm-hmm. like the guy, I mean, the, the kid and his mom. I mean, that's something you could tell their story, but them talking about it is even more powerful. So we so we get to John, and right off the bat, what I love the way, about the way he starts is he's saying, look, because all the other Gospels kind of give you the whole narrative, but he just starts with the idea that I witnessed the Son of God. That's right. I mean, here's my tale of the Son of God. And like you said last week at the end, he says, look, I'm only going to give you a fraction of what I saw in this guy. And you know what's filled in the book of John are all these stories about where Jesus, I think about in John 5 where he came up there and it said, 
you know, where the lame and paralyzed and the blind had gathered, you know, and they were going down in the pool because they felt it had some kind of supernatural powers, and Jesus eventually heals that guy. But, you know, you the reason, like, Saturday, I did not feel like going going up there. I mean, that's a lot. We had been duck hunting. You know, I was tired. By myself, busy wasn't there. I got home, and I thought, you know what? Jesus would go down there and say, hey, you know. yeah. So you do these kind of Jesus things because you you get to the fifth chapter and you're like, well, that's that that's the kind of people he was he was noticing. And so if you're going to take your faith seriously, you, one thing you get real clear about the God of the Bible in Jesus form he genuinely cared about the condition of people spiritually and physically you know it's pretty pretty interesting probably for you think al from the time the apostles the 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 disciples including john were chosen they didn't have but about a and there were some a lot of things happening yeah things were moving quickly you know, all the crowd, the feeding and walking on the water, all those things they witnessed and they saw. But probably, what do you think, three years, a period that, yeah. that John was actually able to <clears throat> walk with him. That's right. Well, well, when you get over to first, second, third John, uh, John coming out with the first paragraph like it's hard for him to explain what kind of being was that. <laughs> well, he writes down in first John 5, he said, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. Now, he had heard Jesus say that, say that, you know, John 3, you know, born again, and then for God so loved the world, so you'll know if you have eternal life, if you believe in him. So John, having witnessed and watched, think about it, the miracles and all, just imagine what kind of man John was from just running with Jesus for three years. Well, think about it. Up until the point, you can see it come out in First, Second, Third John, really more than John the, the Gospel. They were. We're assuming <clears throat> we don't know this, but we assume they were all younger than Jesus was. He's about thirty, so you know we're talking about twenty-something-year-old men. Yeah, and some have said they even thought they were even younger. And remember, <clears throat> these guys are fishermen. He and his brother, Peter and his brother. I mean, that was their and primary. Just, look, we were commercial fishermen. So we know. <laughs> look, just think about, I think. We know the here. routine. <laughs> well, And think about, remember the other commercial fishermen on the river at the same time as that us? we were. Remember those guys? <laughs> yeah. I mean, these guys. Number one, you could smell them literally a mile away. You'd see the yeah. boat coming. It's like, Jace I mean, was uh, a little bit hesitant to, to know that we were in the commercial fishing business. When he saw others who had been there and been done it longer than us, he and like, that, is that where we're going to end up? <laughs> and they weren't very old. Who knows, they weren't very old, but they all looked way old just yeah. from that river. Yeah. You, know, you, know, the, you know what changed my perspective? Because I, I used to like fishing, even though the money wasn't very good and, and you stunk. <laughs> but, you know, one day we were talking to one of the local commercial fishermen here. You'll know who I was, you know, who he was when I tell you this because you'll remember this. But and and he he just wasn't that good at it, you know. And so if you're not good a commercial fisherman, well, you, you're going to really you, be hungry. Yeah, you don't make any money because <laughs> there's very little money in it. Yeah. And I remember him one day. He said, you know, he had an idea that he was going to donate parts of his body 
to the military for research. <laughs> and, and, he, and he knew how much money you could get. He started with fingers, yeah. hands, arms, and then legs. He was saying well, and then he what got he into could do organs. without, what he could do without. And I'm like, man. That, well, was, every, that was his retirement plan. Yeah. Well, look, you're laughing, and I laughed at first because I thought it's he was sad. I know I shouldn't I, be laughing. But, well, but he was. I thought he was kidding. And then I'm like, this dude is serious. Because he started, I forget which organs, but he was like, man, that thing gets you 25 grand. Yeah, you know? and a good I, kidney, I said, a good active kidney. Well, dude, there's a reason, you know, God gave you two of them. And he's like, that's what I was thinking. I said, no, that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> he was thinking I had And how much liver do I need to actually, you know, keep managing? But he was like, but I'm helping people, you know? And I was like, well... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> my my point was when you I was just giving a little update. You you I write these things to you so you'll know you have eternal life, having run with Jesus three years, he was convinced. But if you think about it logically, and we talk about the people like Mia, the ones that are born and, and Nan with a heart trouble and yep. two pounds and right. you said, Well, why would you spend the time, the money and the and the just the routine of it all? Because they have a chance at immortality, right. eternity. So when it comes to physical ailments, the reason you look after people and you help people that are sick and downtrodden and the ones that are really ill and the right. born with defects, you say you reach out to them because they're on the earth. They are human beings. Yeah. And eternity can be theirs. Well, <laughs> when you look at it like that, you're very careful on what you do to children and people who are sick you, yeah. you know what i'm saying oh yeah and and i think we can relate because we like you said we grew up commercial fishing i think that's why we relate so much to the biblical guys that we read about it's kind of interesting that that's and what we, we are. are i mean when jesus came up there and said you know drop your nets and i'll make you fishers of men i mean they're like okay <laughs> let's go <laughs> if there's a way out of this i mean because commercial fishing is much fun as we had doing it that's a hard way to make a dollar. It's unpredictable. It it's really rough. is. It's your hands. But are... we always, we laughed because we realized, and this happened two different times with Jesus and his initial disciples, is that the way he impressed them was almost a miraculous catch of fish. I mean, a boat full of fish. That's how yep. Peter first came in, remember? Yep. And they were like, Lord, you know, you're a great rabbi. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, but, you know, we know what we're doing here. And he says, yeah, yeah, yeah just, we'll put it out over there. And they do it. <clears throat> All of a sudden, if you want to impress commercial fishermen, fill up the fish. Fill up that, the boat with fish. Well, he caught That's 153, right. but uh, Phil and I know took note when it said, and not a mesh was broken. Yeah. Not a mesh was broken. I That's said, right. it's hard to do that. Fit, look, as much time as you fish, you spend the other time mending the net. I have so many visual memories of Dad because he was a lot better than we were at it. But just nets being strung out all through the woods out here where we're sitting, yep. and he'd just be out. You'd spend a whole day. Oh yeah, mending nets. Well, you'd dry them and mend them. Many yeah. days, many many, many, many days. days. And I, I tell you another thing: that. it was so tempting sometimes when you're frustrated, especially when you had a trammel net, and you're instead of untangling it, you're just like. Man, I could just break those two. I could just pop those two right there and just slip him right out. It was so tempting because you were just like. <laughs> but you knew then you got to go back. Well, and, if you know, if Phil got wind of that, that's a butt whooping. You know? <laughs> so, but here's the point that I think is amazing. So we, we've established, obviously, John, 
he, how would he know he's a fisherman and he hadn't been, you know, he spent the three years with Jesus and the opening line of his book is in the beginning was the word capital word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. He just went all the way back to Genesis one yep, and, and linked it together that this is the guy. Cause you know, as you get into the whole first chapter, you realize he's talking about Jesus when he gets down to verse 14, this is a guy who's a commercial fisherman. And as far as we know, I mean, it wasn't like they were all Jewish rabbis or had, you know, great theology about the old Testament. No. And yet just from his witness, that's how he starts his book. I mean, I'm I'm impressed by that. I mean, Amazing. that's like yeah, it's a weird thing. A lot of people they start reading that and they're like, "What does it mean?" Because it's it's word and it's capitalized. And if you look at the Greek word that's translated right. into English, it's logos. You know, the logic, yep, of God, or the you know when you think why did they translate it word? It's like the communication of God. Because here's this being that can make humans from dust, make universes and stars and you know, a woman from a rib. Well, you're going to have a hard time relating to that. So the communication aspect of God is the word that became flesh. Cause you get to 14, which we always read John one, one, then you will skip down when we're sharing Jesus individually right. with people. Cause they have, they're confused by that. They're yeah. Like, what does well, that in mean? In the beginning was the word. Now, sometimes I'll go to the beginning in Genesis one, where it says, uh, the earth was formless and dark, and it says the Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters. So you have that, that. and then you have in God, but then it, it says in God said. So if you put those three personalities there, the Holy Spirit over the waters, God is the creator, and then he said, which I believe is the word of God. The spoken Jesus, word. That's right. Yeah, that hadn't become flesh yet which is why he later on in verse what is that 26 of genesis 1 where he said and god said let us make man in our, our image image which is a confusing passage if you're not really looking at the different personalities of and then in verse 2 or verse 3 <clears throat> backs up just what you just said through him this word all things were made that's everything without him nothing was made that has been made in him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. And people yeah. still have a hard time figuring that to out. To this day. You know? It's 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 difficult and I get it. I mean it's a it's a it's a heavy topic. Well you, you know? see that you see the ripples of that of that statement, like in some of the letters, like if you read Colossians one, he basically says this Paul is trying to have his take right. on John 1, 1. You know, in 15, he says, Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the mm -hmm. firstborn over all creation. You know, resurrection in mind there. For by him all things were created. Same same phrase. For by him all things were created. Right. Things in heaven and <clears> on <throat> earth. This is cool. Visible and invisible. Whether thrones, power, rulers, authority, all things were created by him and for him. Then he, just to make it more mind-blowing, he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. <laughs> now we're talking molecules, atoms. Atoms and molecules. I mean, everything that you can't see, 
Just think about how the world has to work. Plus, with how the would the Apostle you know? Paul have known about <laughs> invisible things if they didn't have a microscope at the time? That's, that's a good point. Well, when you start looking, <laughs> yeah, you know, you're look. talking about invisible things. You're like, mm. no, the microscope came he along. He made like visible and invisible. You say invisible, but you know okay. what? Too, as time goes by and the more science advances, the more Jesus and that statement seems more plausible. Because, you know, when they discovered DNA, all of a sudden, they have come up with a code in our bodies that is more sophisticated than any other code they've ever discovered. And it's in our human body. Yep. And so all of a sudden, they're like, oh, look at what we found. But then all the people who are familiar with Colossians 1, 17 say, well, who wrote that code? I mean, all of a sudden... Yeah. Now we're seeing why things hold together. There had to be some kind of intelligence to come By the up way, with the most the, complex code. The discovery of DNA has really it helped a lot of people do some serious thinking about yeah. God. Right. But not just DNA. Look, think Rightfully about so. the when more he we said, look. Uh, when he said in John one four he said in him was life. And that life was the light of men. Now, he was speaking of spiritually. But, you know, some of these scientific studies have determined that when you start breaking down the atoms and the molecules, there's all these little minute particles of of light that that are in our body. And they're, they're looking at that if you read their studies. Of course, they're not coming at it from a Jesus, you know, God creator standpoint. But, they, you know, they're using words like mysteries and strange you know that all these particles of light these microscopic things are actually holding us together and i'm thinking that sounds a lot like colossians 117 (laughs) well you know the hebrew writer he put it like this he said in in hebrews 1 verse 2 in these last days he just said that god spoke through the prophet he's spoken to us by his son the one who john 1 the apostle john was writing about whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he made the universe, is what John said too. Now, the Hebrew writer, we don't know who wrote that. The sun is the radiance of God's glory. He's the exact representation of his being. And listen to this, sustaining all things by his powerful word. So that comes up again in Hebrews 1. After he had provided purification for sins, his death on a cross, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven, which means the only way you could come from a tomb and end up back where you came from, there would have had to have been a resurrection in there somewhere. Yep. So he became as much superior to the angels as, uh, as the as the name he has inherited is superior theirs. The question mm-hmm. ought to be in everybody's mind, how did these different individuals 2,000 years ago dream up this story? I mean, well, it's, impossible. it's impossible. I want to say this, look, because I want our readers or to tell follow a big this. lie. I'm like, what? <laughs> I want our readers to follow this as we go through John, not just John, the entire Bible, but specifically in John, you'll see three things because we start talking about DNA and, you know, us being made of particles of light. But what I noticed is my perspective changed and my faith was enhanced once I started looking at God's DNA. And you'll find three concepts specifically in John that keep coming up. Light, 
because he doesn't like turn on the light. It refers to him as he is he is the light. Yep. Uh, life, same thing. He didn't become life. He just became flesh. He is life. Right. That's why when he died, I've said many times, he couldn't stay dead. And you say, why? Because he is life. Yep. Can't die. Yep. That's why he came back. And the other is love. And although it doesn't specifically use the word as much as light and life in the book of John, it does. You remember John 15 mm-hmm. where he's like, true love is, you know, laying, one laying down his life for his friends, and that's what you are. But his his love is more shown. And that's why we brought up, the man born blind, mm-hmm. the cripple at the well, the Samaritan woman had been married seven times. And really, when you think about what love is, if it's not acted upon in the way you live your life every day, I mean, let's face it, Jesus got up every day and he declared and showed his love. And ultimately, he did it on a cross, which is where we're getting. But if you want a Sunday morning sermon, <laughs> you, God's DNA and you just think, if you're going to be a god or be a hero or we're going to put your faith in it, those three qualities, that's what makes a god. Hmm. Yep. If you're light and you're life and you're love, you pretty much got everything covered. And you never make a mistake in, in any of the three. That's right. And well, it, and look at the opposite. You're never lost. You, you're never in darkness where you don't know, you know, where your way is there's no there's no death and everything that goes along with that and then you always have a way to respond in every situation no matter what well that pretty well covers it and so that's who really who god is so and if we you'll, aspire you'll notice to that, that. Yeah. So we aspire to live that way the closer you can live those three principles the more you're like christ which is what paul said follow me yeah, as i follow the example of christ i had a guy you know al and i'm not going to say his name because i don't want to embarrass him but we were going to study, teach a class in the book of John, and he's like, let's work on an outline. You know, I was like, okay. I was like, well, you work on one, I'll work on one, and then we'll get together. Well, when we got together, and uh, this guy's a real deep thinker, his was like 21 pages. He had every chapter, all the verses. You know, I had one sentence, <laughs> which is <laughs> God's DNA is life light and love i was like that's the outline and he was like well i've done i said well let's meet somewhere in the middle <laughs> a little toward my because my point was no matter what chapter we're in or what verse we're reading it's going to come back to those principles in your life the, right. those are your three answers to whatever problem you have yeah that's why we put our faith and trust in there. But you, you'll notice that as we read, you'll see those three principles in every story that we see, read. And Jay's, you just gave our audience a little homiletical lesson without even you know saying you were yeah. teaching it. Now, most people don't know what homiletics. Well, that's is. right. So exactly. You need to explain that. But it's <laughs> well, it's how you go about right. presenting a message. It's, I don't know. That's why what it's the word means. Homiletics. You know, and some some different groups have their sermons are called homilies which is out of that Greek word from homiletics. It's basically just a sermon or how you do it. But Jace just did it beautifully because that's what you do. You have The Bible seems so big, but the concepts are not that big. It's just repeating those concepts over and right. over again. That's why there's so much argumentation 
fucking use a big word Ooh, for me. That's, that's and the, the religious yeah. world, because they get so focused on the trees, and I mean that by the verses, yep. going verse by verse, one by one, they miss big picture concepts. That's right. You know, you just think about it. If you have an argument about a verse that really doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things, and you get mad, and you go your separate ways, because I can't believe they believe that. Well, you violated pretty much those principles of light, life, and love oh, in no. one one altercation. You know, I'm, I remember I had a huge argument with a fellow. We completely disagreed on, on a concept and a verse. And I read a verse. I said, "Well, here's 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 a here's a verse I want to read." And I I read the verse, "Greet one another with a holy kiss." And he said, "What's that got to do with anything?" I said, "Do you do that every Sunday?" Do you greet? Because I, I it's pretty clear that's what it says, isn't it? He's like, well, that's what it says. He's like, well, I don't do that. I was like, now I could make a big deal on this because I'm. here's a verse that you obviously are not participating in. <laughs> and I, and I, I know you don't like this verse because if I greeted your wife with a holy kiss next Sunday, you'd be mad about it. And I'd go to this verse and say, I'm trying to live this verse out. And my, my point was, if you just take a verse out and try to apply it. And then make it, it your, yeah. Yeah, and, and without we're missing the whole point of what we're doing, that's the kind of, that's the kind of that's garbage con- you get into. That's why context yeah. is important. I, I fly over to Romania, and guess how they greeted each other every time we got together? With a holy kiss. Super yeah. weird for beard stubble of another man on your face. Made me feel very uncomfortable, and yet. That's their that's their context. Yeah. For us, it's a handshake or you know the. Well, side. the key word there is holy. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. This is it, it, holy has nothing to do with the peck on <clears> the <throat> cheek. That's right. Or you know, even, it's the appreciation of the well, brother. Well, and it's it's a you don't have any kind of sinful. Right. You know, but us in our culture, we don't do that because most people. It's like me. I don't want somebody kissing on me. Right. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. kind of glad our culture said, no. Nah. <laughs> i take a rain check on that. Got a lip fungus they ain't quite identified. I, yeah, I have germaphobe tendencies. <laughs> and you get into all that, you know. Get somebody, over in Europe, you know, or something on both sides. Yeah, that's yeah. what they were doing. But a new Christian, I could see it in our church because we're, you know, I say this affectionately, we got a lot of rednecks. And, <laughs> and some of them, if you go kiss a guy, he wanting to fight. And if you kiss his wife... You are gonna fight. Oh, yeah. that's, that's, that's fight. it. Yeah. He's like, "What are you?" There's doing? nothing holy about that for was, the rednecks. I was, I was greeting him with a, with a holy kiss. <laughs> yeah. Well, beat me outside, and I'm gonna greet you <laughs> with the right hand with, of fellowship. Well, that's oh, right. An AR-15. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So somehow we steered there uh, from our study. Next, uh, next time we get together, we're gonna talk. The next guy up is John the Baptist, which is very fascinating in how John talks about John the Apostle talks about John the Baptist. So. Uh, if you're looking, so you got an assignment now. We, we're asking you to read along with us. And John, now Jace is just giving us something else to think about. That's what I'm going to do this week because I've got. I'm preaching John this week. Is look for light, life, and love as you're reading through. It's a good thing to take some notes on. Probably enhance your study. Yeah. Which I think and I want to hit this John one twelve about God giving us the right to become children of God because that same Spirit that hovered over the waters. At the first creation, I believe, is still hovering this day, 
ready to make new creations mm. through Jesus. You know, you, when the tease, John, the, the, John the apostle went from John the gospel, when he got over there explaining what he had seen, probably 20, 30 years later, when he wrote 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, he said, if you, let's see now, he said, if you love your brother, and you do what's right and love your brother, you've been born of God, you're a child of God. Right. And he had another place, he said, by the way, walk in the light. If you walk in the light, mm-hmm. you'll be walking as Jesus did. So the light, the love, the doing. There it light, is again. Oh, it's amazing. It's, it's interwoven through the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you what, I'll, as we continue through, John, I'll just pick out a random verse in other places yep. just as a thing. You will see those three concepts over and over and over. So all the way through that. the the three letters he wrote on the back, you know, after he, after John the Gospel was written, right. and he wrote those three. But you say, but the same. Jay's right about that. Over Hello, and over. Morning. Have you preached that? Have you preached that at our church? Yeah, I think I mentioned it. I didn't preach it. I preach did it, it in a class. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't preach. I Me mean, either going to preach it or I'm going to stay there and <laughs> preach it myself. <laughs> I'm just saying, as you know, I'm going to tell you, it the hit original me. thought is a forgotten source. By the way, it preaching. hit me in the Book of John when I was reading that those concepts, and the more I looked, and when it it kind of grabbed a hold of me, I was ready to run through a wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's why I'm bringing it up. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're off and running. We'll see you next time on Unashamed. So, you know, our family from the beginning, even Duck Dynasty, everything, has been about getting the Word of God to as many people as possible. And and YouTube has been a big part of that, which we're grateful for. Unfortunately, we're hearing from some of you that they aren't necessarily showing you every episode. So we basically got to let them know that you love this podcast and you want to listen to it. So there's a way you can help us out as well as yourselves. If you're not subscribed, subscribe to Dad's YouTube channel on youtube.com slash Phil Robertson on Blaze TV. It's a lot of information. YouTube.com slash Phil Robertson on Blaze TV. That's all one. You hit the notification bell icon. This tells YouTube that this is content that you want. And we want to try to give them a thumbs up on the videos as well. So do that. Uh, That keeps us being being able to make sure we get everything out because we want you to keep watching and listening uh, to our podcast, Unashamed.